What's up, daddies? Welcome to the first P-Mail Bag episode. This little Tuesday snack is dedicated to you, the listeners, the fans, the daddies, woo, and gives us a little room to dive deeper into your stories and answer any questions that you might have. Do you need advice? You can ask. Do you want to complain about something? Are you sick of some shit and want to get it off your chestuses? Want to rave about some wild junk food concoction that got you hyped or put some son of a bitch who done you wrong in their place? And as always, send in those fantastic stories of power moves gone wrong from your life. You know the drill. Let the P-mail bag be the voice of the people. Send us anything and everything to powermoveswithmikeburns at gmail.com and trust your anonymity is up to you. So just let me know. Live from Los Angeles, woo, California. You're listening to Power Move P-Mail Bag Daddy. Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves. Ripping heaters and chugging paps. Natty lied with no clasp. Blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. Just all American dudes out making power moves. Yeah. And we're back. Joining me once again, you heard him on the Thursday program. You know him, you love him. Gnarly Zach in the building. What's up, dog? It's hanging and banging, man. Yeah, for real. For real. Boy, I, I like to pretend that we didn't just record the yeah. other program. It's a, <laughs> why even fake it? Some people fake that shit. <laughs> we all know what's going on. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. I mean, what am I going to have you do? Come back here just for the sake of uh, time passing? I can go outside, walk back in. Right. We, we each opened a new beer, and I, uh, I had two it's drags a, off a of Camel Blue. It's a banquet. <laughs> it's a banquet beer. I really like these new cans. Yeah, Coors is sweet, man. Right. I mean, that's what sold me. There's like, when you go into the grocery store, there's always, like, you can get a Bud Light, you get a Miller Light, you can get a Coors Light, Coors, what have you. It's always the same, like, eleven ninety nine. Until I was like 23, I'd only buy shit with cool labels. <laughs> right. And then you figure it out. You're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> right. I was Be- like, that looks cool. I'm going to buy it. Because there's a learning curve with beer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, no. it's well, got the cool labels. It, but then you get older and you start to buy what you like to drink. Whereas like wine, I still buy like, oh, that's got a shark on it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now with the wine. <laughs> I'm just like, well, what's the coolest label you got in this restaurant? Yeah. I want that one. Or especially like if you got to bring a bottle to like someone's birthday party yeah. or some shit. I was, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to show, this one's expensive, but it just like says like Farik or something on it in a cool, in like a cursive. Bowl. And this one's got a, this one's got a, this one's got a, did you say pool or bull? It's got a bull on it. Yeah. He's like throwing his legs up. Yeah. A bull or a pool would be, <laughs> there's a pool with a like chick a on it. dog. Yeah. Like, red dog. Red dog's not a thing no more, right? I don't think they make red dog anymore. That was a Miller product. Bring it back. Yeah. You should, they cool should. label. Yeah. You remember how the dog kind of looked like a, like a, like a chick bent over? <laughs> what? Oh, you don't know that? Uh-uh. Oh yeah, it's like the Camel Joe's nose looks like a dick. Fuck. Um, if you if you look at the Red Dog label, it looks like a butthole. That was just the fucking the like a bulldog's no, face. No, 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 I'm mistaken. No. I'm gonna show it to you afterwards. You're gonna see. 
It's going to blow your mind. Maybe that's why they can't make it anymore. Everyone's like, we know what you're doing, man. Well, I told you, I'm going to bring back the Big Johnson t-shirts. That's coming back. You've been going hard on those. And what's the app that you use? Uh, Depop. You're 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 trying to hoard a bunch of Big Johnson t-shirts. Yeah, they're on there for like under $20. <laughs> those are going to, would you say those are going to be your out to eat nice Yeah, it's like going with my shirts. girlfriend. Like, I'm not a scumbag. Look, I'm with my girlfriend. She likes it. <laughs> yeah, your girlfriend's There's put no together. No harm, no foul, man. Girlfriend's totally put together. Well behaved She'll probably lady. wear it too. Tuck it in. <laughs> with some of those high-waisted, like she does that hipster with, style. Oh my, dude, I had a Metallica shirt. Some guy sold today online. It was going for like 140 I bought it for 60 Wore it twice. That's like her shirt now. Once it's not yours anymore, it's Constantly not yours Constantly washes anymore. it, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with, that's a battle with, I lost. with T-shirts is is uh, I've I've got a huge box of uh, vintage shirts that I don't wear, but they're just they're valuable. Yeah. So I keep the shit, but once in a while I go through them like this is going to waste. I'm like, here you would you wear this yeah. a couple times, but then after a couple times it becomes a bedtime shirt. <laughs> like any long a, sleeve I buy just becomes hers. Yeah, they just, go. Oh, away. this looks cool on me. They go away, and it does. Yeah, it Nothing does. looks good on us. <laughs> in my head, I'm just like, you don't like that band. I like that band. Yeah, but it makes, then you look at her and like, oh, you look cool in that shirt. The vintage whole game got, it's, it's a mess right now. Because you got all these like uh, white Instagram model chicks. This one account I follow, she bought this one guy's stuff who's very like highly priced. And all, all she, she reposted that she bought it and was just like, my new favorite addiction, like band tees I don't know anything about. Like, that's, you're the reason why the price is so high. Yeah, that's so, like gross. You're paying that. Like, for someone who likes it, like, I saw a typo negative shirt today for $180. I was like, fuck. You used to be able to snag that shit for nothing. Yeah. I remember so many times, like in the late 90s, going to garage sales, and it wasn't cool to have vintage yeah. t-shirts. So they'd be 10 cents, and I would buy a couple of them. But I still remember, like, Metallica shirts, ACDC shirts, like concert tour shirts yeah. that were perfect, threadbare, faded black. Like when it gets that, that gray, that's that oof. would be worth so much money now. It's insane. Man. And now a lot of those shirts, and you, you would know, um, a lot of the 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 blanks, they just don't fade. Mm-mm. It's just impossible. Like I have one shirt. It says, uh, 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 "Come back to Saginaw. We missed you. Missed you uh, last time." And it's a gun. <laughs> Because I mean, sure, a sweet ass Saginaw, shirt, Michigan, notoriously uh, has had some crime problems in the in the eighties, and it was a play on that. I don't feel comfortable. I told you wearing that around, but I'm trying to get it faded so it just stays yeah. in the laundry. I do laundry, all the all the clothes come out and get put away. That one just goes right back it's in the bag. In I've done it for over a year, and that shit will not fucking fade, God man. Damn, man, it's, it's a quality shirt. I don't want quality. I want it to look cool. Like this used to be black, and this is. Yeah, see, like, I like uh, black jeans. They get to that color. I used to have a pair of perfect black jeans, dope-ass crotch rip, like a perfect crotch rip. Right. Like, just looks super cool, man. And, like, <laughs> and, like the, the whole ass just ended up going away, and it bummed me out. You could have your ripped ball bag, and that's a reference to uh, <laughs> to the to the uh, Thursday program, uh, just hanging right out there. You, maybe you don't want that crotch rip. I actually rip. turned those into shorts. Now that I remember, I turned them into some short, uh, like, jean shorts. I do that. And they became my work shorts, and once then the, they fucking died. Once the crotch gets too blown out in my shorts. Yeah, they, you got to cut it. Because then I feel like they're shorts, and it's like, you know, it don't matter. You see, like, your <laughs> boxer briefs or whatever hanging out. That's, that's not, like, a big deal. Dude, I had jeans ripped one time when I hopped the fence at my sister's soccer practice from, like, where my balls would hang all the way past my knee. <laughs> 
and we were in Long Beach, and we were like, so the whole pan just like opened up, and uh-huh. I had to go to P.F. Chang's like that, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, just hold it, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I don't have pants on. I just in P.F. Chang's, all my shit hanging out. Just hold it. It's like, come on, just man. hold it shut. We're not going home. Oh God. Let's start off with a question from Daddy Peter. He writes, "Thanks for doing the pod. I have two questions. Feel free to use either, both, or none. We'll go, we're gonna do both." Who was the famous person that made you say, holy shit, when you found out they were a Dad Boner fan? And my answer is that there's there's two hands down that really shocked me. Uh, one is Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, who mentioned me in an article in the Seattle Weekly. And Hell that like yeah. blew my fucking mind to see that. That's so cool. And because not only I'm a huge fan of his music, but I, he also wrote one of my favorite rock biographies. Like uh, his book, It's So Easy and Other Lies, is such a different take than you see from um, Motley Crue's The Dirt from uh, from like a slash penned book. He becomes a father. He goes back to school. He has his pancreas, I believe, explodes uh. from, from drink, boozing too hard. And he completely turns his life around. And that dude, such a nice guy that I would talk to him back and forth on Twitter a little bit. And, um, he went and met me for coffee one day at a Starbucks. Damn, that's fucking sweet. Because I was going through really bad, like, anxiety and depression problems. And he talks about that in the book a lot. Yeah. And, and it's something that we had in common. And he's just such a kind, like, intelligent man. Fuck. Like, so far above, like, what you would expect from yeah. a rock from, like, some guy who you would expect to be an aging rock star. He's just gotten better as a person. Just but took time out. out to go have coffee with me. I'm fucking, fucking cool, nobody, man. man. <laughs> and it blew, it just blew my mind. And he's just a quiet, smart, soft-spoken dude. So, so I mean cool. that 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 wilded me out. And secondly, uh, would be Anthony Bourdain, who uh, who wrote the uh, the blurb. He was kind enough to read the blurb for the uh, Power Moves book. And like I read Kitchen Confidential. Have you ever read that? No. Uh, it's a really quick read. It's great. It's like, again, it's it's more of a rock biography set in a kitchen, uh, like a scenario. It's yeah. all the it's all the like the one of the first people who really wrote a real hard hit. Yeah, like what it is right? about what it is about how hard they party and how the so cool. how everything's so debaucherous. A fuck up. They like got it together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. It's so tight. For sure. Um, and I found out that, and he put this on, on social media, that he'd have viewing parties for like television shows that he'd do. And he would serve dad boner themed food, like stuff that the Carl Welzine character Fuck. would make. He would make that for the party. Gone too soon, man. Yeah, abs- for sure. And, and the dude also huge fan of Roadhouse and said that the Carl Roadhouse script was a work of genius. He said this on like <laughs> Opie and Anthony. And it just blew my fucking mind. And Why you see the giant him, stack man. of them over there. There's a big stack. And I just could not wrap my head around that. And like that dude passing away was arguably the only celebrity death that like really affected me and still it does. Fucked. It just really, it, it hit me in the fucking ticker, man. And like, cause I know what it feels like to have like dark thoughts and feelings and yeah. being like the position he was like, like, but except for he was like highly successful in this field. And, but I understand killing it. And I understand what it feels like to get close to the line where you want to go. Yeah. 
and I've never been all the way to that line, but I, I've seen it. I've seen it off in the darkness. Allegedly killed himself in France. Yeah. Like, damn. And like, that's what, that's what, um, like the emotional connection for me to that is that I know what, how bad that guy must've hurt so bad inside, no matter how much he seemed like he had it together. And he seemed like, you know, everything was going right for him. Like sometimes you don't see that on someone's face and like, my heart just went out to that guy. Like how, how badly, how fucked up and sad and dark he must have been inside. So my stoner in ass. Like I don't, to be I don't able, think he killed himself, man. That's like my stoner theory. You think I, that's I, don't, a, I don't think he fucking did that. You man. think someone else did that? Because that's like right when the the Weinstein shit was popping off, then he said a bunch of wild shit on Twitter to like uh, Hillary Clinton. I don't know. This didn't make sense to me, man. Man, I, I, I that's don't a stoner know. to me anyway. Just be like, <laughs> just not want to believe that he fucking did that. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm gonna, I, 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 I I'm gonna guess that he that happened. I, I don't think, I don't think the fucking. Uh, the the underworld came and got him. Please, Bourdain. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I see where you come from because you don't want to believe no, that. Oh hell no, man! No, like, you like, so there's no cool. fucking I can't way. Tell man. me how many times I'd watch his show. Like, no reservations, just high as shit, and be like, "Fuck, like, so yeah. cool." Probably the reason why I went to Japan, like, I was always pushing for us. I'm just like, I want to go to Japan. Bourdain with Japan says so the best. He makes it look cool. He yeah. encouraged travel and made it look like it He's was. All you fly, you pull up. It wasn't just touristy shit. Know. It was like, hey, just show up there and just go you hang start out, drinking, man. Yeah. figure shit out. Yeah, find some food. So tight. It's absolutely it. On a lighter note, if you still want a Carl Wilson <laughs> autographed copy of that script, I have a bunch of extras. And if you're a Patreon member, you shoot me your email and you can ask for one. Or if you want to join it for the Patreon, um, they're all going, getting stuffed into envelopes. And then I got to walk my fat ass down to the fucking uh, post office and put them in the mail. But boy, signing those things. And putting the bracket, the the brass uh, in into them, and I've talked about this for fucking. I, I guess it's got to be like two months. <laughs> it's taken way man. too fucking long because I thought it was like I'll just print all these out, couple hundred scripts, some school projects. I'll shit. print those out and then I'll just uh, you know like throw them in an envelope and mail them. No, 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 <laughs> no. Obviously, a little too difficult for me to wrap my brain around. But we're nearing the light at the end of the tunnel. Second question. In the theme song, the Power Move theme song, is it Natty Light with no class or Natty Light with no clasp with a P? I know the latter makes no sense, but I swear that's what I hear. Uh, I'd have to ask Rich O'Toole, who's kind enough to, to make that badass song for us, um, who's going to be co-hosting both of next week's episodes, by the way. Uh, I know he just busted that out home and then remastered it in the studio. I'm going to guess... That P on the end of class is just his grill getting ready for the B in blowing shit up and chasing ass in the next line. So it's there a you solid go. Solid line. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy Peter. Uh, here's our first story. It's called Demon Children. Whoa. And this is, uh, we're going to keep this, uh, this uh, Daddy Lady Daddy in uh, anonymous, and you're going to see why. <laughs> I'm an elementary teacher in Canada who has worked with kids since 2012. Let me tell you, no one gives less fucks than kids under the age of 10. <laughs> My very first childcare job was straight out of high school where I was in charge of 10 four-year-olds all by myself running summer camps. I lacked the foresight that you can't let children that young do anything on their own, so I told them to put sunscreen on while we were outside for a neighborhood walk. Fuck yeah. As we're walking, I hear one kid screaming, Miss P! 
I turned around to see him pulling his pants down and starting to pee onto someone's roses. <laughs> so I run over there to get him to stop before Judy freaks out about her freaking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm distracted, another kid manages to squeeze out an entire family-sized tube of sunscreen directly on top of his head. Fuck yeah, he did. And starts rolling around on the sidewalk, acting like a squirmy slime magnet for all the nasty shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> I just stood there in absolute defeat and let them finish what they were doing because at $12 an hour, it was way above my pay grade to deal with that shit. God damn, You got to pay teachers and shit more money. This is why. You can't expect them to deal with this. Guy's taking a piss. One's fucking rolling around in dirt with lotion all over his head. That's not $12 an hour work. That kid rolling around the dirt, man. He's probably pretty cool. (laughs) I bet. I bet he's, he's going to turn out to be a fun kid. Hell he's going to yeah, be the guy you want to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, that's a fucking... He's got some silver teeth. Another power move that still shakes me to the core was my first day working at a daycare. My boss just threw me into the deep end without a life jacket by sending me to go park in the neighborhood across the street with 10 asshole little boys. <laughs> One of them was a dead ringer for beans from Even Stevens. I don't know what this show is. Is this, a, is this a Canadian show? Bean? I don't know. I'm well, gonna that's that one dude. That's not Mr. Bean, no. That was that a, this is a, a show kid called, who looked really weird. He, I, apparently. apparently. Like he, you've seen him before, dude. I'll have to look Blonde, it up. Blonde, he's got like droopy eyes. <laughs> I gotta look up Bean. So he looks like that. It's good that at least one of us knows what she's referencing. Uh, essentially, a 10-year-old that looked like he was in the... In, <laughs> Yeah, this fool looks crazy. He's essentially a 10-year-old that looked like he was on his second divorce, crossed with a sloth. (laughs) He was such an absolute psychopath that he would knock over the younger kids' Legos and dollhouses just to make them cry. (laughs) That being said, we were at the park after a rainy afternoon, so needless to say, these little prepubescent shits are jumping all (laughs) over the puddles despite my warning not to. At the gas station? No, this is at the park. They're at the park. Oh, (laughs) shit. The beans looking motherfucker comes up to me bitching that his socks were wet. So I hit him with an I told you so. And he straight up took off his boots and socks while looking me dead in the eyes with the absolute shit eating grin and wrings the dirty sock out into his mouth and drinks it. That kid's dead. There's no (laughs) way he's still alive. I was left speechless and with a newfound slash fear, fear slash respect for him. Thanks for making me laugh on the way home from teaching kindergarten where I just... (laughs) Where I just need to hear something other than Sesame Street songs. Really looking forward to the weekend. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, the kid drinking the the sock water, he has no fear. He's going to drink some other shit. He has no fear. If he drinks just whatever, he's going to drink some other shit under the sink. That That beans looking motherfucker needs needs like a leash, one of those kid leashes. All right. This next story uh, is called Tool. (laughs) Sent in from Daddy Dan. Thank you, Daddy Dan. Back in college, one of our core group of friends came back one August with a new acquaintance he'd made by, while working over the summer. The acquaintance was a real tool. He used, to, he used to fill his crotch with butane and light it on fire to impress the ladies. What? <laughs> he put butane all over his dick and light it <laughs> on fire 
to impress. Check this shit out. The la- yes, <laughs> I picture someone who does that thinks that like, yeah, my dick's so hot. Don't you? Yeah, make it hard though. If you're gonna do that, you know I mean, just go for it. No, he's got his pants on still. I think. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> this guy is apparently real fucking maniac. This guy came to a party we had and got hammered. We were down to five of us at about 1.30 a.m. when he leapt out of a chair and jumped one of our other friends for no reason. <laughs> Those are the wild cards you don't want at parties, man. Yeah, especially like no one's really cool with him. He's like one of the last five people only hanging five out. five people That's there. a liability. The friend's older brother jumped up growling, Nobody kicks my little brother's ass but me. Fuck. <laughs> That's the guy you want to worry about. <laughs> and proceeds to chase the tool out the front door and halfway down the block. Monday morning, I was grabbing the student newspaper and found that things had escalated to the point of the tool making the news. <laughs> this is in the paper. So this guy leaves. <laughs> and then he guy gets the paper the next day and sees this. So the tool had run all the way to his house, pulled out a rifle he had on hand, and apparently had flipped on CNN. I'm guessing he got the rifle to go back and, you know, take <laughs> care of shit. But he's got CNN on, which had a story about Russia invading, what is it, Azerbaijan. 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 I think it's Azerbaijan. The report from the police noted that he'd gone out into the front yard and shot the house next door at the base a couple of times. What the fuck? Before the cops arrived. When the police got out of their car, he swung around facing them with the gun. How is he alive? And a rookie fired a dead center miss and somehow missed him entirely. (laughs) You know, like in the movies when someone's like, like in Pulp Fiction, die! It's just right at something. Fucking go shots. And that is... Like, if you ever fired handguns, I've never fired them at a person, but, like, it's it's hard to hit someone with a gun. Like, it's not an easy thing. Because if you're just off a hair, shit just doesn't. Yeah, tails or whatever, right? It just, like, it just doesn't. It just goes the, the line. Yeah, the line doesn't go. So yeah. this guy could have been fucking murdered. He, uh. So the, the cop that misses him hits a car a few doors down. <laughs> he shoots someone's car. This guy drops the <laughs> rifle and is taken in, and he's said to have been babbling incoherently about trying to save the Azerbaijanis. <laughs> Damn. So he's got a good heart. He, he just wanted to help. Dude hates Russians. <laughs> Love this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe the guy who he wanted to kick his I've ass. I've never been that the guy was Russian. No. Turn on a channel and just get all fucking moved by a story. Oh I'm going to do something about I it. I got to do something. <laughs> What, do what? You're shooting the neighbor's house, you dipshit. <laughs> Moving on. This one's called Peeing in the Ritz-Carlton Lazy River. Fuck. This is, again, anonymous, and you'll see why. It's a nice hotel, right? The Ritz? Yeah, Ritz-Carlton is owned by the um, same uh, company that owns the uh, Four Seasons. All right. So Ritz-Carlton, Four Seasons, basically the same thing. I'm a lawyer, and at the time, there's a lot of lawyers who listen to this, and I think... I've tried to figure it out. I think it's because it's all basically stupid crimes, and lawyers are probably fascinated by that. Hell yeah. I'm a lawyer, and at the time, I was a junior partner with one of the largest law firms in the world. 
Ooh, la la. <laughs> the, firm, <laughs> the firm has an annual retreat that gathers all partners from all of the firm's dozens of global offices to a single resort to have several days of soul-crushing meetings and respectable drinking after hours. On this particular occasion, the resort consisted of two hotels, one of which was a Ritz-Carlton, and the other was something slightly lower on the prestige scale. The hotel assignments were, I assume, random because I was assumed to a room at the Ritz. I say random because I was very low on the totem pole at the time. At any rate, when I arrived, I checked in, and to my amazement, I received a key card for room 420. Oh, hell yeah. Cool. <laughs> Now, now, marijuana and my body do not get along at all. It makes me intensely sleepy for days after partaking. But I am all for folks blazing if that's their thing. Thank you. <laughs> and I found it hilarious that I had in my possession a Ritz-Carlton room key holder with the number 420 on it. Yes, I am 13 years old mentally. We all are. See attached pic for evidence. He did send the picture. It's fucking rad. So, armed with the knowledge that luck was on my side, I embarked upon the retreat. And the third of the three nights, some colleagues and I were enjoying some cold beverages paid for by the firm until last call finally arrived. The open bar was in the non-rit side of the resort, so I began a long stumble back to my room. However, halfway back to my room, I had the brilliant idea to hop the gate into the lazy river that was shared by both the Ritz and the other hotel, which was closed for the night hours ago, to enjoy a nighttime swim. You got to. Yeah, nighttime swim is the best. Man, sw swims feel better if you have to hop a fence to get. Oh, 100%. It always does. And you're like, who's going to check? Who's checking? You're swimming. You're not doing oh, what's yeah? What's someone gonna do? Tell you to get out? You're gonna get out anyway, eventually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know. I got back to the hotel bar where we had been drinking and invited a colleague from another office who was still at the bar. A very large man. We will call Matt for anonymity's <laughs> sake. Okay. To join me. Now, Matt and I had been drinking together for about six hours, including a three-hour period in which we watched a random, meaningless college football game, of which Matt's bookie took, took him to the cleaners, so I knew he'd be up for it. You're putting some money down on a soccer game, yeah? Yeah. Vince is going to Vegas. Yeah, we're shooting him. We're going to do like a group ticket, me and all the guys watching the game. For the big, well, you need to explain the game. Uh, Champions League final. Uh, Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspur, I which think is we're probably the favorites. like worldwide, probably bigger than the. Oh, it's Super like Bowl, the yeah? it's the Super Bowl of uh, soccer, right? But worldwide, it's probably almost bigger than the Super Bowl. Yeah, because Champions League is all the best teams in Europe playing at the same time that their own respective regular seasons are going on. So you're essentially playing two seasons within a season, but then this other season, which is the Champions League, is like all like the heavy hitters, which is like the best. I should watch. I should watch. I just it's, I just, watch it's the so, highest level. It's, you know, I watch awesome, so man. much sports, man. I can only do so much. That's why soccer's great, though. You get forty-five minute half. You got to get it like four thirty. Twenty minute, a uh, little intermission, and then another forty-five minutes, and you're, that's it. I'll just consider. Bang bang. I'll consider. At a previous retreat, Matt and I had to do a strip club. Him driving with one eye shut, at which <laughs> at which point he got cut off, and I got eighty-six for ordering a drink for him. He missed the exit going back to the resort three times, and it's a miracle Damn. I'm alive after that. He also parked the car in the space reserved for the resort's complimentary shuttle, and it almost got towed the next morning. But fortunately, we left another colleague's name tag on the dash, so that poor bastard got a phone call <laughs> to move his car at 6 a.m. the next day. 
Anyways, after Matt let me knew, know he was in, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed that uh, also still at the bar was a gentleman from one of her Australian offices that had a bit of a reputation as a wild card. Let's call him Dundee. Dundee was also a rotund individual, which is relevant and comes into play shortly. I asked him to join us, even though we'd never spoken before, and he mumbled something incoherent. But that clearly indicated that he was down for shenanigans. (laughs) Yeah, boy, mate. (laughs) That's a yes. Let's go. That's a yes. The three of us walked down to the resort's pool area and hopped the now-locked gate to the Lazy River. I stripped down to boxers, as did Matt, as we both have a strict policy of no-dong exposure at work events. (laughs) That's a good policy to have. Solid policy. I mean, you you don't whip your dick out with, with work buddies or other buddies. Are you a like get naked guy? Nah, but there's a for me anyways. Growing up out here, there's always that one kid in like elementary. They just like pull his dick out. Thought was, it was hilarious. There's always that one guy. Yeah, those guys turned out to be like creeps. I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna assume because they kept doing it. If you did it when you're a little kid, you're gonna do it. It's funny like the first five times, and then after that, I'm just like, all right, do you have ever seen your dick? It's funny if I'm drunk, dick. and yeah, I'll laugh at it. I mean, I do the occasion, if I'm traveling somewhere, I'll go into the bathroom in the airplane and I'll tuck my shit back and take a picture like that and I'll send it to all my friends. <laughs> See, that's fun. That's fun. That's, that's, yeah, just let them know. I'm like, hey. That's, you can't just whip your dong out. Nah. I never, never expose dong. I always tuck it back. I think it's funnier. It's much funnier. As I waded into the water, I looked back at the deck to see that Dundee, again talking incoherently, <laughs> had stripped down completely naked, exposing both the shrimp and both Barbies. <laughs> Given his physique, he was a dead ringer for an abnormally large baby. <laughs> Just an absolutely <laughs> stunning gut on that one. The three of us began our voyage down the winding lazy river, keeping relatively quiet and keeping a respect. See, this sounds fun. It's not just jumping into a pool. You're just getting yeah, on the lazy, lazy river. river. You don't oh. know that. It's like a big lap, right? You've been right? drinking for six hours, just all fucked up, just floating around. Keeping a respectful distance from one another, especially from Dundee. However, perhaps <laughs> emboldened by Dundee's display of Aussie confidence and also by the sudden urge to piss, I decided that the punk rock high schooler trapped in this lawyer's body needed to stand up to the man. So I casually, after a fair amount of physical hesitation, unleashed several hours of cheap lager piss into the Ritz-Carlton Lazy River. God damn. Yeah, fuck you, Ritz-Carlton. Not so fancy now, are you? You're a, now your lazy river's a big toilet. <laughs> I gotta say, it was one of the best peas of my life. <laughs> you know what's fucking gross to me? Is when you're at the airport and old men love to, like, piss audibly. When they hit, like, like the... Ugh. 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 You just rip it, man. Like, just shut up. You're not coming. The yeah, fuck? <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Just piss. It has... It has Groaning has nothing to do with taking a piss. If I ever make a noise like that, it's because I'm farting at the same time. I'm right. Like, I'm muffling it. You well, know what also, I mean? maybe you're just, you know, you got to lean into it. <sighs> yeah. yeah, it's funny then. I mean, you, you need to lean into the fart, but you'd be like, be funny about it. Like, oh, yeah, that's funny, but Ugh. surrounded by all that opulence and one upping. Uh, the luxury by turning a million dollar, million gallons of heated chlorinated water into my personal toilet. <laughs> 
knowing that in six hours' time, silicone-laden trophy wives would be taking their morning swim in my warm, filtered course light. Uh, That's pretty gross, dude. (laughs) We made a full lap of the lazy river and made our way back to our clothes. We quietly got dressed and headed back for the locked gate. Dundee and I made swift leaps over to safety, but Matt and his large frame didn't fare so well. He got hung up at the top and landed with a thud on the other side, shoulder first. Phone, wallet, sunglasses, etc. spread around him like a yard sale. I don't think he ever found the sunglasses, and I received an email from him late the next morning simply stating, JFC. <laughs> what? Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, man. yeah, that must be it. Yeah. I spent six years with that firm. <laughs> and that was by far the greatest 15 minutes of my time there. Though it was an awful place to work, I do miss having work events that involved folks from Australia. There's, they always make a, my own dirtbaggery seem tame and, as a result, socially acceptable. Thanks for the cast, guys. Oh, so also, please don't use my name because I'm not sure what the statute of limitations on pool peeing is in that particular state, and I wouldn't do well in prison. Same, that, dude. Man, that's fucking dynamite. See, that's, a, that's almost a perfect half hour. That's a nice bonus Tuesday show. Split it up a little bit. Yeah, you got to, man. Yeah, that way you don't have to wait all the way till Thursday. If you have any questions, if you have anything you want to send in, if you have someone you want to put on blast, if you have a story, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a big five, six, two paragraph, whatever the fuck. It can be just a little short anecdote. Send it in to Power Moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody on Thursday. We're looking forward to Thursday, you guys. Rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves.